Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. You'll have the incremental revenue there, the, the customer base, to weather the downturns and to keep building and keep advancing. Versus if you did it all up front, you either succeed big or fail big. As a loyal Best Ever listener, you know that it's important that we as entrepreneurs focus on managing our time effectively, which is why we're always looking for ways to automate the basic duties of our business so that we can focus more time on our money-making activities. That's why I want to introduce you to Rentler.com. At Rentler, landlords and property managers can perform all their duties in one place. Rentler offers tools that allow you to automate tasks like listing a unit for rent, finding and screening tenants, collecting rent, and managing the maintenance requests. And even better, these tools are offered at zero cost to you. Go to tryrentler.com forward slash best ever. That's T-R-Y-R-E-N-T-L-E-R.com forward slash best ever to get started today. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff with us today. Mark Rutson. How you doing, Mark? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm glad to hear that and welcome to the show. Mark is the co-founder and CEO of Enodo, which is an automated underwriting platform for multifamily real estate and it helps users analyze more deals in less time and make better investment decisions backed by data science. Based in Chicago, Illinois, you can learn more about his company after the show at his website, which is enodoinc.com, E-N-O-D-O-I-N-C.com. So with that being said, Mark, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Sure. My background is actually in real estate. I got my MSRED in 2011 from Columbia. I went into a really bad market for development at the time. In 2011, there wasn't much going on, but I did get to work on a few projects, some master plan community development, federally qualified health centers. I worked in brokerage and real estate consulting for five years and saw how inefficient the real estate industry is. And during that time, learned some tech, learned front-end development, learned how to manage a technology team, did a few consulting projects on the tech side, a few mobile apps we developed, and ultimately came to the process of creating Enodo because the way we analyze deals today is completely ineffective and we're a lot of money on analysts to then pull data from that software and then analyze it themselves. And then you still pay an appraiser to try to make sense out of it completely objectively on top of that analysis you do. And it's very 
costly, very labor intensive, and produces poor results at the end of the day. We saw that and we built a NOTO that's going to solve that problem. Where does the labor go in a typical underwriting process that disappears in what you provide? If you've ever dealt with a Yardi rent roll or real paid with all the cost codes broken out or say you receive a T12 for a property that you're considering investing in and you need to map their line items to your chart of accounts. Well, there's one time savings right there. You just upload your PDF, rent roll, and T12, and we instantly parse it and map it to your chart of accounts. So it's underwritten the same way you would underwrite a deal, except you don't have to do any of the PDF to Excel converter and copy and pasting and parsing and adding and averaging and all that. So there's one. Two is we tell you what your statistically most relevant comps are and do the comp survey in the platform almost instantly. So we pull in their rents from their website. We tell you when we got the data, where we got the data, and help you compare on an apples to apples basis your property to your competitive market very, very quickly in the platform. It's almost instantaneous. And then finally, we actually benchmark operating expenses as well and rent as well. So we tell you what you should be able to generate in terms of rent based on everything that's going on in the market, your competition, the demographic, demand driver. We take that into account for your rent. And then for your OPEX, we actually benchmark you among similar properties in terms of your built number of units and all that and tell you if you're under or overperforming on each individual line item. Wow. That is impressive. So I'm looking forward to digging into the assumptions in each of these because I think that's probably going to be the key to just learn more about this. So let's talk about, well, the first thing you mentioned, I don't know if there are any assumptions because it's just a helpful tool where converting PDF into Excel and then copying, pasting, making sure the line items line up. That's a process that my team does and it sucks. So that certainly would be helpful there. So there's really nothing else to say about that, I don't think. But as far as the statistically relevant rents, in order to determine what the rent could be, I imagine you're going to have to know what we plan on doing to the property because if I'm doing a $500 upgrade versus a $20,000 a unit upgrade, that's going to influence what type of comps you provide. So how do you reconcile that? Absolutely. So one of the things we do that nobody else does is we break down the individual contribution of each different amenity to the rent you can generate. So we tell you if you buy a property and it's got some old laminate countertops, it's got a dilapidated old refrigerator, it has no real common area amenities, we can tell you that if you install granite countertops, you're going to get $25 a unit a month. If you put the stainless steel appliances in, you're going to get $12. If you put in a rooftop deck for the residents to use, you're going to get $13. We actually go to that level and quantify. So you talk about it in terms of dollars that you're going to invest, but the residents think about it in terms of the features that they're going to use. And so there's not always a direct correlation between spending money and earning return. And what we try to do is tell you, if you were to do this, this, and this, what should the return be based on everyone else that has those amenities in the market and their comparability to your property? That's really interesting. So how do you know what each item will achieve on a premium? This is the core of our algorithm, but simply stated what we do, we look at 
the market that you're located in down to the census tract level. We look at the types of people and the types of properties. So the median incomes, the population, the percent college educated, all that, all the demographic data that you would collect if you're analyzing a market. And then we look at the distribution of the different unit types, the rents that they're generating in that particular market, and we reach a demand and supply equilibrium. Then we look at each adjacent census tract, and we kind of expand out. And if it's similar in terms of the people, the supply of buildings, and the demand from the people, we gather that market, we add it to the market cluster, we call it. Now, once we've built a market that has enough data to predict, it's basically souped up regression from there. We hold everything else constant, but the single amenity that we're trying to analyze. And if the only thing different between group of properties A and group of properties B is that one has a pool and one does not, we isolate the impact of that amenity, and then we go to the next one and the next one and the next one until we quantify the impact of each different amenity statistically, and we give you variance around that too. So it's like $13 plus or minus $3 give you to that level. This fascinating. When did you launch? We launched May of 2016, and it okay. was just me and web scraping intern at that point. And then we built the team to 13, and we raised 2.1 million during that time. Congrats on that. I understand why you have raised the money that you've raised. And help me understand, I know you're not a lawyer, but web scraping, is that legal? Some sites allow it, some don't. We go to the ones that are okay with it. And one of the things that we do that is different from anyone else, because all the companies out there are web scraping or data mining, they'll call it to some extent. What we do to get around that is, one, we go to the individual property websites. So there's about 40,000 nationwide that we sit on the actual property website. So it's not like there are thousands and thousands of people going to a single property website. So for them, it doesn't matter so much that we're able to collect the data as it comes available straight to the source, and it's minimally disruptive. Two is we get the data from the users. So when they upload from their property management software, they could upload a whole portfolio in one fell swoop and integrate with the RD real page we're building in Prada as well, and then have all their properties on the platform to analyze. So that's a big data source. And then the other is just from the user when they upload rent rolls and P12s. We take the market side. We don't take the in-place, the concessions, the vacancy. Nothing that you would not consider fair game goes into the platform for anyone else to see, but we can train on all the data and we can display the market rent, the advertised rent from their rent rolls. And when we do that, we're able to get the freshest possible data straight from the source. So that's kind of how we get around the, the issue of having to get too much of the data from web scraping. How have you evolved the features from when you started in 2016 to today? The biggest thing is the score. <laughs> so in the beginning, we started with this idea that there's a composite score that could tell you the investment potential of a property. And we still do want to have that that kind of sums up the potential of the market, the potential of the property based on other properties in the market, the long-term growth potential. So it was a note of score at that point. And what we found was that our users told us, no, I really want to know how should my rent look compared to the competition or how should my operating expenses look? Is this a deal that I can make money on or not? And when you build that trust in the underwriting, you become a tool that people go to 
to underwrite deals and they understand the predictions, they trust the results, then you can distill that into a composite score and people will trust the score. Otherwise, you're jumping the gun a little bit to say, buy this property because it's a 99 without any other information on it, right? So that's the biggest pivot I would say is we start now with the underwriting and we work towards the score versus vice versa. On the operating expenses benchmarks, how do you know what other properties are operating at? Our users, as they're uploading, and we're getting more than 100 T12s, and we released this for some context, we released the T12 parsing not even two months ago. And now on a monthly basis, we're getting more than 100 T12s uploaded. So that's helping us benchmark at a very granular level because actual deals actually uploaded by users. In addition to that, though, we'll look at the NAA and IREM benchmarks by market and use that to inform our algorithm so that we're able to adjust for regional differences. We may not have universal coverage from a few hundred uploaded T12s, but we'll get very granular in certain markets and then be able to extrapolate that to other markets because of the benchmark data that's available nationally from IREM and NAA. What are some regional differences in operating expenses that you've seen? Florida insurance is three to four times as high as my hometown of Chicago. And on the flip side, Chicago taxes are (laughs) three to four times higher than everyone else a lot of the time. Chicago is notorious for that. Yes. Uh, But that figures. We see stuff like R&M and salaries of personnel being a lot cheaper in the South and a lot higher in in cities like New York and larger cities, I would say, because the labor costs are higher. And when you say R&M? Is that renovations and maintenance? Repairs and maintenance. Repairs. Uh, one of the things we see that's really unique is people call everything something slightly different everywhere you go. There's no like cohesive way to underwrite a deal. Everyone's got kind of their own way of doing it. And part of what we want to bring is that standardization that this is called repair and maintenance or repairs and maintenance. This is the one we're going to use and everyone's going to use that. <laughs> and we get some pushback on that. <laughs> so... We're trying to build it in such a way that everyone gets exactly the way they want to analyze, but also has a standard to benchmark too. On that note, how do you take a PDF that's calling R&M, calling it repairs and maintenance, but then your spreadsheet or the person's spreadsheet says, I don't know, turnover costs or something like that or CapEx or whatever. How do you do that? So the system that we put in place And this is with great internal debate (laughs) we had about this, but I think it's the right way to do it, is that the user can designate their chart of accounts, their specific way that they want to analyze line items in our software. They could go into the admin section. They say, I want R&M to be included. I want salaries and personnel. I want turnover separated from R&M. I want landscaping and security and blah, blah, blah. And you can put all these different line items exactly the way you want them represented. And then when you upload a T12, what it will ask you to do is categorize the first, second, third times, categorize for that T12, where do you want to drop those line items? But you do it two or three times, and then the next one you upload, it picks up most of the line items and puts them in the bucket you want right away, the power of machine learning. You do it a few more, it catches almost 100% of everything and jumps it into the appropriate bucket. Now, there will be some instances where gas or utilities or something are both reimbursements and expenses. And in those cases, 
it's going to be hard for the machine to pick it up just based on the text. We're building a more robust infrastructure to do that based on the value and the text. So some of that will be handled in the software. But for the most part, when you upload a T12, if you have trained it by uploading a few prior T12s, it's going to do all the categorization and mapping for you instantaneously. And how much does it cost to have this program? Our base subscription price is $500 a user a month. That's for everything in the platform. That's for the incremental impact of amenities. It's for the comps and the instant rent surveys from the comps. It's for the operating expense values. And, of course, the T12 and rent roll parsing included with that. If you want to do slightly less, we're building tiers to cater to people that want a portion of that functionality. We're happy to have the discussion because we could turn off certain aspects of the interface if you don't use it. As you see from the website, though, a lot of our customers have been bigger national companies, and they do want the whole thing. So we're just now starting to figure out what those pricing tiers look like for smaller users. But 500 a user a month, and then every user after that is only 250 per user per month. Who's this ideal for, and who isn't it ideal for? Well, it kind of shakes out our customer distribution. I think it's ideal for, obviously, value-add investors. That makes a ton of sense. If you're going to get some capital, you want to know what you're going to get on it. Developers and lenders have really shaken out to be two of the biggest customer groups, though. So we've got national developers. There's a lot of uncertainty when you do a new development because you don't know how it's going to perform. An existing property, you could look at T12s with the development. There is no T12. <laughs> there is no in-place rent to speak of. So developers like it because they can plop down a hypothetical property, put in a unit mix, put in amenities, and instantly see how they would perform in terms of rent, what their comps would be, and what their stabilized OPEX would be. Lenders like it for the volume. You could do the same analysis that you do in our interface with our API without ever touching the interface, just query our algorithms individually. And lenders like to run many, many, many loan applications through it and see how should these be performing in terms of rents and how should they be performing in terms of occupancy, concession, collection loss, and then each individual OPEX line item. Is it a good deal or not? And for a lender, you can do that a lot more quickly with Zenodo than manually. And who isn't it ideal for? I'd say property managers, we have not had the best traction with. Asset managers, yes, because they can quantify individual pricing of amenities and it helps them look at managing the portfolio a little bit more efficiently. But property managers, there's a lot of products out there to help property managers. And sometimes on occasion, they can be reluctant to learn a new software product with all the (laughs) stuff they already have to contend with. So that's what we've run into there. That's kind of been the group that is least receptive. What is your best real estate investing advice ever? Well, obviously, the first one would be to use a Noto, right? Uh, (laughs) I have to target. But my advice, and I've said this before, I think the way you build a product and the way you build a real estate investment company are similar to an extent. You start small, build something or buy something that has strong revenue potential and you you try to make a a good first couple of deals and then you roll that into the next few, in my case, features for the product, roll that revenue into new features, new team members to build new features. And in the case of an investor, roll it into new properties that are larger and larger in terms of unit count, square footage and all that. And then diversify into different 
verticals, in, in my case, catering to different people. And in the real estate industry case, different markets. Eventually, you build from that strong base to go into different markets. And if you do it that way, instead of trying to acquire way too much up front on the property side or build way too much up front on the product side, you'll have the incremental revenue there, the, the customer base, to weather the downturns and to keep building and keep advancing versus if you did it all up front, you either succeed big or fail big. A lot of times it ends up being that you fail big because you didn't really build up a strong revenue stream first. We're going to do a lightning round. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure. All right, then let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. You looking for a one-stop landlording software that helps you create listings, find and screen tenants, and accept rental payments while managing maintenance requests? Oh, by the way, it's zero cost to you. Go to tryrentler.com forward slash best ever. That's T-R-Y-R-E-N-T-L-E-R.com forward slash best ever. See a rundown or abandoned house? Well, snap a picture with the Deal Machine app to instantly find the owner and get in touch via direct mail, email, and phone in just 10 seconds. Search Deal Machine in your app store or visit dealmachineapp.com. What's the best ever book you've read? I would say The Lean Startup is probably the best for me. <laughs> it's a roadmap <laughs> to uh, exactly how I'm running the company. Best ever deal you've done real estate-wise? Probably it did a two-flat renovation, and I'm not a huge real estate investor by any means, but I got it for very cheap from Fannie Mae in 2010, renovated it, and was able to lease it for a pretty good rate, so um, I was happy with that. What's a mistake you've made on a transaction? One time, um, let's see, I'm thinking about my development deals. One time we started negotiating with the landowner a little bit too early and revealed a little bit too much before we had the turnkey development that we wanted to build for before we had the customer fully secured and we ended up not getting as good of a deal as we thought because they found out about that customer and then up the price and <laughs> so we, we lost some value there that's probably the biggest mistake i made best ever way you like to give back to give back i like to do a lot of presentations in universities about my career path and how i went from a real estate person to a product developer and CEO of a technology company because it's an interesting journey. I think it helps young people figure out more certainly what they want to do with their career. And how can the best ever listeners learn more about what you're doing in your company? I would say just check out this podcast first of all on enodoinc.com. So go to www.enodoinc.com and you could watch our explainer video or schedule a demo and I'd be happy to walk you through the software. Mark, thank you so much for being on the show and congratulations on the launch of this business and certainly serves a need for groups like ours. And it is interesting to hear your thought process and the data behind each of these. It will be helpful for others as well, I'm sure. So thanks again for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. See a rundown or abandoned house? Well, snap a picture with the Deal Machine app to instantly find the owner and get in touch via direct mail, email, and phone in just 10 seconds. Search Deal Machine in your app store or visit dealmachineapp.com.